welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, Rich. And welcome to episode six, where we are going to discuss more rookies. And we're going to get a little bit more. There's a couple that, you know, we just did our latest mock draft. You can find it on DynastyNerds.com. And some of these guys actually went a little bit higher. And some of these guys that we missed out on our earlier podcast, we're going to come back and review some of these later guys. Um, Some are going to be late round picks, anywhere from the fourth, sixth round. And some will be in the second round. Um, And, you know, the high picks, we we all know the high picks. These are guys that we're familiar with. And most of us have a consensus of where they're going to go and it's it's when you get to the later rounds that you're really looking to hit pay dirt and these are the guys that can really define your draft i mean if you hit a guy in the third fourth fifth if you run a six round rookie mock i mean that's huge if you can capitalize on something like that so these are guys that we're going to kind of tell you who we like who we don't like who you might be able to grab in the later round um and give you a better idea who some of these guys are so you're not going to these rookie drafts just off of some quick rankings list um Let's start off with some guy we missed on our last time, um, our running back podcast, which I'm kind of surprised after going back into it, Terrence West out of Towson. Um, after, you know, looking to him more, I, I'm a fan. You know, I, I understand what everybody's talking about. Here's a number that blows my mind, and it doesn't matter what competition you play at. And two, last year, he had a 6.1 yards per carry, 2,509 yards, 41 touchdowns. Yeah, he could find pay dirt. 41 touchdowns. I don't care if you're playing peewee football. That, that is amazing number of touchdowns. I, I mean, that's just great. Man, he ran a 4-5-4-40 at the Combine. Um, you know, he's a big back, but he's nimble. He has good balance, can shake off the weak tackles. Um, and he's smooth, you know. He's smooth and he has long strides which is kind of nice about him. And, I, you know, after watching the tape, I really like the way this guy runs. And, you know, a lot of Terrence West has been a hot name for a while now. You know, all the guys are talking, you know, all the big guys and pundits are talking about him, saying, hey, this small guy at Towson, he's going to be a pretty, don't be surprised that he goes in the third round for these running backs, which nowadays is pretty good. If you, if you get drafted in the third round as a running back, you're going to get some carries in the NFL. Um, he's a good short yardage back. Obviously, he, you know, like Matt said, he can get paid at any time. Um, cause the goal line, he's, he's getting in there and he can catch the ball. good. He can catch well. He's good in pass protection. He's good in the blitz pickup. Um, I mean, he destroyed the FCS. I mean, just destroyed it again, 2,500 yards, 41 touchdowns. I mean, come on. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Those are pretty ridiculous numbers. The only concerns I have with that guy is I, I mean, I didn't really see him move in the piles. You said he's a good short yardage guy. When I saw him running, I didn't see him actually like for a guy that's 225 pounds, like moving the pile, like I've seen some other guys that size do. So that was kind of one of the concerns. And, and another concern that I had with him was he can't really piece together open field moves at all. He's not really that His kind vision. of guy. Yeah. I mean, so it, those are kind of a couple of things that I saw against lesser competition. So it kind of worries me going against, you know, the big boys in the NFL. Yeah. And that's a huge concern that you have here. If he can't push a pile to FCS, I mean, come on, man, we're talking about the big boys here. And that's too, that's what I have down here too. My biggest question about him is like his vision. You know, right. I saw that too. It's kind of right. like, 
you know, it's he's got to hit the hole quicker, not hesitate a little bit more. He's got to see the field better, um, move the ball outside. I mean, he's and you said he's at the FCS, so he does have a big adjustment. I right. mean, run against, but you know, from a guy coming from a small school like this. This is if he's going to translate well. These are the numbers you do expect. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to dominate that level of competition to even be considered for the NFL. So, I mean, I get why he's getting consideration. I'm just not completely sold on the guy yet. So, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot will have to do with the situation he goes into. But I, I'm not, I'm not sure if he has the the quickness or, or like you said, the vision to to excel in the NFL. But can we say this when he goes to NFL, he's gonna have much better coaching. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, he'll, yeah. Tell, he'll have a better coach and say, hey, look for this. You know, don't hesitate. Do this. Do that. He'll have, he'll have better, you know, coaching in his first mini camp than he probably had <laughs> at Towson. Yeah, so, I mean, he's somebody that I can see, you know, again, if this guy gets drafted in the third round of the NFL draft, I mean, he's going to go higher in his rookie drafts. In, in our most recent draft, he just went 3-9. So, yeah, right. that's pretty late. Right. And... After the NFL draft, I see that there's no way that's going to happen. Um, that's what's fun about these drafts is they change drastic at the NFL draft. They're more just fun and kind of give you an idea. But it's good to know when we do these rookie mock drafts for you guys, where these guys stand now. Right. You need to know their value beforehand and then and see how it moves once they're drafted to a certain place. Then you, you really get a feel for things that way, watching draft watching mock drafts like that yeah and i said i think i said a while ago it's always good to have like information now to see these guys that were ranked high now and then they fall later for some reason and you're like well this guy was ranked kind of like the teddy bridgewater effect you know this guy's like number one all forever and then all of a sudden a couple months pass and this guy's like nobody wants to touch him right so it's nice to see these guys that say hey man you know terrence west has been talked about talked about talked about hyped up and then he's like the sixth running back taking nfl like what's the deal here he's a good flyer to take on right. in the second round and then again you know the second Definitely in this draft, I can see a lot of running backs being available with the receivers in the second round. I mean, we just saw in that rookie mock draft, there was oh, really yeah. good value in the second round. Absolutely. I got Storm Johnson right. with the last pick in the second round. Right. I mean, I, I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. I loved getting, I was like, I wish, I hope I really, I mean, I don't have, I do have the 12th pick in the in league. And it's like, I wish I can get Storm Johnson right. in, at the 12, no, 212, because I'm a big fan of his. Um, so Terrence West is a guy you definitely want to keep your eye on. You want to see where he gets drafted. And he, he's somebody, he doesn't scare me. Like, even if he gets drafted into a position, like say he goes to like Chicago with Matt Forte there, still doesn't scare me. He's still somebody I want to take on a high. Um, so I'm, I think I'm, a, I'm personally, I'm a fan of his all around, no matter where he goes. And his 3-9 position, if I have any pick higher than that 9 and then our draft, he's somebody that I would target highly. And he... He's a fan. Like for out of all the guys we're gonna talk about in these next two podcasts about these later guys, we're gonna do a part this is part one. Um we're gonna do another episode after this, which will come out shortly after this episode of part two. Um but in this list of part one that we're gonna talk about these guys today, Terrence West is my favorite. And you have some questions. I I, I definitely have some questions. I I'm not sure how this game's gonna translate. You said if he got drafted to Chicago, you'd still like to pick him. See that guy would just fade into the background to me if he got drafted somewhere where he had you know, an established starter ahead of him. I, I'm not sure. I What's where most of these guys we're going to be talking about are going to probably fall? <clears throat> yeah, but I'm just, I don't see him besides like an injury type of thing. And I don't, well, I guess in one league I do own Forte. So I guess maybe I'd be looking for him in like the third round as a backup. To so you like the three, nine pick right around. You think that's, that's fair? where I, yeah, that's where I would see him going. If, Sucker. if he, if he wants somewhere, <laughs> if he wants somewhere where he was like a clear cut handcuff or backup running back, I mean, I wouldn't pick him higher than that. Yeah, well, I'm a fan. All right. So, 
All right, well, let's move on to another guy here. Um, let's move on to another guy that I'm a fan of. And another guy, when this guy came, when this guy was coming out, I was like, this guy's going to be good. I just love it. Now, he only did it one year, and he was a Heisman candidate. Right. Andre Williams, Boston College. Yeah. Big fan of his game. Nobody talks about this Stonehands. Nobody <laughs> talks about him. Dude, it was it was borderline embarrassing watching that guy try <laughs> to catch combine. the ball at the combine. Oh like, I goodness. felt so. I mean, I felt bad for him, but but yeah, you're right. He he runs with a uh, pretty good uh, pretty good power. He uh, he could break through the arm tackles and high tackles and stuff. He's not like a power runner. He's not gonna barrel his head down and and, and you know push the pile or anything like that. But I mean, he's got decent. Decent tackle breaking ability, and I think he's got enough speed to to be effective in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, four, five, six, which is pretty good for his size. You know, um, he's got good power, good good yards after contact, good balance, good outside tackles. You know, for being five and eleven, two thirty, he's pretty nimble. He's pretty good on that's, his feet. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was trying to get at with the with the tackle breaking. Like he he doesn't necessarily break him with power, but he's he's shifty enough to to like kind of get the glancing blows and 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 fight through him. Yeah, I mean. He's, he's, the negatives on him is obviously his stands, his hands. He's got the worst hands you could possibly. You're never going to throw this guy a ball. No. I mean, they didn't use him a lot in the passing game, but now we know why. Yeah. I mean, the combine, come on, that's those are lobs they're tossing you, and this guy's they're literally it's like magnets on the ball and magnets on his hand. They're going every di- every, every direction. Yeah, two positive charged magnets that work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And another, which is also another problem with him too, for being a big back, like he doesn't block well right. in a passing game. Which is huge. If you can't do that in a passing game, you know, in NFL, you're not. Forget about. I mean, let's face this. You're, you'll never see Andre Williams on third down. No, he's a two down back. I mean, that's just the the bottom line. Absolutely, and you know, he's got some fumbling issues. Um, you know, another concern is he only had one good year. It was just his senior year. Um, besides his senior year, where he averaged six point one yards per carry, had eighteen touchdowns, two thousand one hundred seventy seven yards. Everything before that, he averaged four and a half yards. He had ten touchdowns. And that's it. Right. So I mean, and he's not an all-around back. But I mean, for somebody, for me personally, somebody coming on their senior year, that doesn't that doesn't worry me. When people are like, oh, you only did it one year, and this is last year. It's like, okay, well, he finally got it. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna blame the guy for getting better. Yeah. Right. Right. Who does he remind you of in the NFL? Does he have anyone that that kind of comes to mind? I know. I kind of pop that on you like this playing now maybe like Garrett blunt yeah i mean i, I was i was kind of just thinking like ben jarvis green ellis like ben jarvis yeah. but ben jarvis can probably yeah catch he can catch the ball I mean, like anybody. ben jarvis that can't catch the ball maybe is that is how i would describe him i mean i don't think i can catch very well i think i catch better than this guy yeah i've and... seen you try to catch <laughs> i don't know <laughs> pipe down over there uh you know andre williams went three nine in our most recent recent one Recent Recent yeah. did, wait, did I just say Terrence West went? One of these guys, they both went in the third round. Um, they were pretty close together in that draft. Um, but he's somebody you might want to tar- like. Now that like a late third round pick for him is, I seem seems pretty fair because he's never going to be. He's basically Andrew Williams is probably going to be like a nice injury bye week plug and play guy. Like I see him coming in. I see him getting carries. I, th- I see him getting drafted into a situation where he'll be used. Uh, I see like Indianapolis, maybe a good spot. Oh, I mean, there's tons of spots. This guy, you know, tons of places this guy could actually fill in and do well. You know, you know, Buffalo with CJ Spiller, right? You know, right. With Red Jackson on his last legs, so maybe a good spot for Andre Williams, like popping him ahead. That's somewhere good. Somewhere like Arizona, because we all know we're all looking for that Arizona back, the Tennessee back. Um, 
and somebody can come in and kind of compliment Andre Ellington. Right, right. And he's that kind of guy that you can get in there first down. And, you know, if a guy gets 15 carries, 12 carries, and he's averaging five yards a carry, in this case, six yards a carry, I mean, you're going to take it with a couple touchdowns. Right, right. Um, again, not somebody I, – there's no way I see this guy coming in and being a – you know, he's never going to be a three-down back. We've already established that. But in the third round, you're going to get good value on a guy that has talent and can move the chains and get upfield and score some touchdowns. Right, and I agree. Just to just to clarify, uh, Terrence West won 3-3 in our mock, and 3-9 uh, was uh, Andre Well, not only can I catch footballs very well, I cannot write very <laughs> eligibly <laughs> either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, well, 3-3, that's way better for Terrence West that we were talking about before. Right, right. But, I mean, Andre Williams, I mean, he's is he somebody, like Terrence West is somebody I'm targeting. Some of these guys I'm just going to even have, I'm like, what I like to do is, like, some when it comes to my rookie draft, I just take people completely off my board. Oh, yeah. And I let other sure. people take them. I mean, sure. I, don't, I don't run, when I run my rookie draft, that's why it's good that you guys go out there and get to DynastyNerds.com and check these rankings out and see these people for yourself because no matter what we say, you might see somebody like, you know, I just don't like them. Right. And instead of, like, when, it, when the pick comes up and it's in the fourth round and Andre Williams has gone the third round everywhere, every other mock draft you've seen and you hate him, like, well, I'm just going to take him because of value. Why take somebody you think is going to stink? Yeah, it yeah. completely defeats the purpose. Bottom line is you have to, you should feel comfortable with every, and you should like every player that you pick. You shouldn't just be picking guys because you dislike them, but they're a value, you know, one round later. I mean, that's... No, absolutely. I mean, I do that for every draft. Even my right. redraft leagues, every year I go through, and I literally, I just, like Arian Foster, you know, he's always been a guy for these last years. I just, I cross him off. Chris Johnson, somebody, I just always cross off my list. Right. And it doesn't matter where he is because he's already crossed off my list, so he might as well be taken. Because I'll let I'll let some other guy dance dance with that girl, right? And uh, you know, be laughed at down the road. <laughs> she she dances funny. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on here. Uh, let's move over to Jared Aberdeers. Mm-hmm. And you know, this receiver now he's six one, one ninety five, and so he's not. He's he needs to add some weight to him. Yeah, he's a little um, light in the britches. So. You know, size is his biggest issue, but he's being called possibly the best route runner in his draft. I mean, he has great, he has a great, you know, where he lacks in speed, he has a really nice double move I saw. Oh, great double move. That's what I, yeah. actually, I, I have that written down as well. Yeah, for his, that helps him get open in these deep oh, routes. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, he's a really good route runner, yes. which yes. That's, it, that's just as important as being fast. Absolutely. He gets you know, off the line well, too. Like, he, I mean, he, he can bust a jam. He can shake and bake right at the line and get off the jams and... Like you said, he, he, he make I mean, he sets up these double moves and just he's wide open. I mean, he might not be a four three guy, but he's he's got these guys juked out of their shorts, basically. Yeah, and I if mean, you could translate right. to NFL in NFL that's all you need is that second. Exactly. I mean, these quarterbacks are dropping back, they have three seconds anyway. So if you can bust that move, you know, bust a move and you can get that quick window, I mean, you're good. Right. Right. So he if, could you imagine him going to like Green Bay or somewhere where where Rodgers is so good at, at throwing the, throwing guys open and anticipating what they're doing back shoulder throws this guy would be tearing it up on in an offense like that yeah I mean he obviously has to add weight which is not going to be a big I don't think it's going to be a huge issue he's six one so he could, he could put on some pounds at oh, one ninety five yeah. I mean I'm six one 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 ninety five it's like come on dude get together over there you're an NFL player now about to be um so that's one of his biggest weak weaknesses but this you're talking about a guy that. He was a walk-on at Wisconsin, and he put in the work. He tuned his game, and you know now he's gonna he's gonna go play in the NFL. I, I mean, I, res- I respect guys like that. Yeah, I believe he came into school as a quarterback too, and made the transition to wide receiver. And and really, I mean, as refined as route running, 
he's one of the best route runners you said any and that guy makes catches in traffic too like oh yeah his not, body control is he is not great, afraid to, to get you know mix it up out for there. being a small guy yeah and right. i mean when he goes up and gets the ball i mean he's really good at making those i saw a lot of acrobat like against highlight reel he had a lot of acrobatic catches um he adjusted the ball really well so when it, this is a guy that when it comes he went 4-4 in our recent, most recent mock draft which and I remember I was that was something I was kind of targeting right. right around like a little bit earlier. I think I had the six pick. No, I had the twelfth pick in that draft. But he was somebody I was kind of looking for. I was like, oh, I hope kind of Aberdeers kind of falls here once I saw him hit the fourth round because I kind of see him. Me personally, I kind of see him as like a a risk of a third late third round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's compared to Brandon LaFell, who when Brandon LaFell came out was a first round in a lot of dynasty mock drafts. But here's the only thing that worries me about Aberdeers and these guys like this. And I, as a Browns fan, this kind of always sticks with me. And it just don't turn out as an Ohio State fan as well, so you might know where I'm going. Is these guys that come in and they're like, this guy might be the best route runner in this draft. Hmm. You know what Sounds they say? like Brian Robisky to me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's what they say. You know, it's like kind of like to say, you know, like like AJ McCarron. Well, you know, he's a good team leader. You know, th- those aren't the first <laughs> words you want to come out about players. You want to hear about their good. You don't want to hear that. Well. <laughs> It's but, it's good to hear he's a good route runner, but that's what you say about slow guys. I mean, I don't know how good looking she is, but she's funny. <laughs> I mean, come on, she's got the best personality. Best guys. personality, yeah. AKA, I mean, she's hideous. Yeah, yeah, can't win them all. Uh-huh. Um, now, and Rubisky's like worst case scenario, you know. And Rubisky was in the second round. See, here's the thing though about that, where I wouldn't be that uh, scared off. Brian Rubisky, I knew the whole time he was playing at Ohio State that you could just tell by looking at him, he was slow, like sluggish, and he just yes. wasn't going to translate. So I was actually pretty surprised and actually not happy at all that the Browns drafted him in the second round. I was not happy either. Yeah, but you don't see that kind of stuff with Aberderis. He's He is quick, and he does know how to run routes, and he catches balls in traffic. And I mean, stuff that, I, I mean, not that Rubisky didn't do some of those things, but he just didn't have, I don't think, the speed and athleticism to be... An NFL wide receiver. So yeah, I mean, make this is some, this is a guy that I'm gonna point out that you want to follow. Keep checking our mock all the way up into your draft. Keep getting on DynastyNerds.com. I mean, these mock drafts are doing great for the site. I mean, the traffic is unbelievable, and just keep checking out these right. mock drafts and kind of see he's somebody tar- you know I, he's somebody that I would target compared to a lot of these other receivers out there that have a lot of question marks just because his his only biggest issue is kind of like his size and he's not the fastest guy in the world, which isn't end of the world. He can catch the ball really well. He can, like I said, his his moves in open field are really well. Um, so he's somebody right now at four four. If he's at four four, and I have a later third round pick, and there's not somebody I really love, he's somebody that I'm kind of targeting in that late third round. Um, he seems like he's he's a pretty good prospect in my eyes for dynasty value. I I kind of see him as a, um, gosh, I just lost his name. The guy from Ohio State, the um, plays for the Dolphins now. Brian Hartline. Brian Hartline. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I missed that. but Yeah, I mean, and here's this, though. I'm like a huge Brian Hartline honk. Right. He's like the most underappreciated dynasty guy out there. He puts out, he's, the, he's an awesome wide receiver three. Right. Awesome. Right. His numbers are always in the top 30s. Goes like 19th round in redraft leagues. Uh, so, so if you turn it for me, that's, that's his ceiling, is like a Brian Hartline. That's how I see him in the NFL. I mean, like he'll probably go in the fourth round of the nfl draft and he'll be hanging out during rookie drafts in the third and fourth round too and i think it's a great guy to just pick up he's somebody that if he gets a rapport with the quarterback he's going to be able to just make he's going to be consistently making catches and, yeah. and like plugged in as a wide receiver three 
And listen, guys, a wide receiver three, we don't have the wide receiver three slot there for no reason. You need a wide receiver three. Absolutely. So yeah. if a guy's a solid wide receiver three and you're getting this guy in the fourth round of your rookie draft, exactly. third round of your rookie draft, to me, that's pay dirt. Right. I mean, after these first two rounds, everything after the third round on that you hit on is pay dirt. And I mean, you're looking for that point, you're starting to like, yeah, I mean, like Mike said last podcast, you know, every time we walk out of these drafts, you know, you get guys in the fifth round, you're like, yeah, this guy's going to be gonna sweet. be the next stud, right? Oh, yeah, this guy's the next Brian Hartline for sure. <laughs> and it usually doesn't turn out that way. But when you do hit, it's such a huge, huge edge. I mean, because right. we all need that depth in Dynasty. You know, it all depends on how deep you're. You know, some of you guys can rely on a waiver wire unless you run it like in our leagues that we run 28-man, 29-man rosters. Depth is like the most important thing possible because there ain't nobody out there. Um so, Aberderis is a guy, is somebody I would mark down, take a mental note, and keep track of this guy. I think he has, he's one of those guys that I like, and I think he'd come in and kind of contribute to your dynasty team. Yeah, I agree. And if uh, he's not, then, well, just take that back. Uh, Strike that from the, <laughs> from the record if he stinks. Let's move on to another receiver who's bigger, and Cody Hoffman out of BYU. Um, Cody Hoffman, 6'4", 215. Went undrafted in our most recent rookie draft, so nobody apparently liked him out of all the people that out of six rounds, which is kind of odd. Um, still, I mean, he his biggest assets for him are his height and his size. Um, he's got solid body control. Um, his ability, you know, to box out defenders because he's six four, but he, he's not the fastest guy, and he's slow off the line. Um, straight ahead speed, played weak competition. This is a guy that is like, like I said with Brian Robisky, like he just looks sluggish. He doesn't look like he's moving fast enough to play in the NFL for me. I don't know. Like I, I liked him because initially I saw him and I saw his size and I, you know, I, I like those kind of guys. I like guys that are six foot four, 220 something pounds, you know, like that's just, that's, that says NFL to me. Like he's got the size for sure. But for some reason he just, he just doesn't get off the line. He, he seems to be playing really slow and he doesn't adjust to, to, Balls that are thrown poorly. Played at BYU. Played, I mean, played at BYU, BYU. And another thing I didn't like, which I don't know if it really matters for wide receivers all that much, but when he was blocking, he just looked lazy and just uninterested. And to me, I know that doesn't really translate to, you know, production for fantasy, but it does get guys benched, and, you know, that, that will affect your fantasy. And I think it just kind of shows the way he plays the game. To me, like he just kind of is lackadaisical and, and lazy about things. So I don't know. For me, I, that's one of the guys that, that I'm just going to not have on my board. Probably he'll be crossed off or way down low. Well, apparently in our most recent rock mock draft, everybody pulled that maneuver and just kind of took him off their boards. Um, right. But again, I mean, a guy at 6'4", 215, he's just somebody we're throwing his name out there. Um, it's not good that we're talking about a guy that didn't even get drafted in our most me- recent mock draft. But, I mean, he's in there in our rankings. He's 6'4", he's 215. Um, see where he goes. We're not big fans, but I mean, we'll see where he lands. Uh, but it's safe to say he's not somebody you're really going to target in your dynasty drafts. He's going to be, if you have a six round, he might be a six round flyer. But me personally, I'm taking a guy on like Josh Brown, you know, over him, somebody that blew up the combine. Uh, we're not going to talk about Josh Brown today, but I don't want to talk about him too much because he's somebody I'm kind of targeting the sixth round of a lot of my rookie drafts. Uh, keep it on the hush hush, Rich. I don't think yeah. anyone's listening. <laughs> So, um, let's move on. Let's move on to AJ McCarron. You know the the star quarterback with the super hot wife that Brent Musburger was just fawning over. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, where are you? 
Uh, you know, 6'3", 220, Alabama, had a hell of a career. But we were talking about quarterbacks before. Like, how many of these guys? Was Joe Namath the last good Alabama quarterback? Uh, I can't remember. And, I mean, these guys that come from these big schools, like we said, I mean, like about Jimmy Garoppolo, how amazing. That still blows my mind. I was telling somebody last week we were talking. I'm like, what? I have your mind blown? If Jimmy Garoppolo gets drafted high and he gets to start, there'll be two Eastern Illinois quarterbacks starting the NFL in 2015. Yeah, that's crazy. Two. Yeah. <laughs> how many USC and Ohio State and Alabama quarterbacks are out there? Not a mooch. Yeah, um, they aren't asked to do as much, you know. And let's, I mean, let's start with the positives about A.J. McCarron. I mean, he played in a pro-style offense, um, and he's a good team leader. He's good on his short, he's not, he's pretty accurate. You know, he's short, good on his short and intermediate passes. You know, I hear a lot, that a lot of these NFL teams do love him. I mean, I hear in sports talk right all the time, you know, you have these, these people calling up about the Browns. You know who the Browns need to take? A.J. McCarron. He definitely has a camp. Kid's a winner. Yeah, he does have a camp of people that like him, and. I don't know. I I think he's got some tools to to you know that that will translate. He he does move well in the pocket. He uh you know he makes good decisions. He handles pressure well. He has enough arm strength, I think, to make all the throws. But like you were saying, you know, he's accurate, short, but his deep throws, man, he he is really they flutter off. a little yeah. bit too. I mean, they just flutter too much for me. The way I, the way I see, even though we play in the SEC, I see him throwing a lot more picks in the NFL. I mean, those balls just flutter a little bit too much for me. Um, which maybe he'll be able to work on in the NFL, but to me, he just seems like a solid backup. Right. I think I'm, I, I'm actually one of the, I am starting to switch over to the opinion where he might have some starter potential down the line if he goes to the right situation for me. Maybe like, uh, maybe he ends up in like New England. Oh, yeah. Brady, yeah. something like that. I could see that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say like he, <sighs> It's really weird because my opinion on that is like kind of right in the middle. Like, yeah, he could right, probably right. good, but I don't really think he's going to be good. You know, with these quarterbacks, it's 50-50 to get-go. Um, it all depends where you land. That's, that's going to be huge for him, I think. And he's for sure going to have to learn. You know, he's probably even, even though he's probably more ready to come in and play than most people. But, again, I mean, not many of these quarterbacks really come in out of Bama and, you know, I mean, Cam's out of Auburn. But, you know, so a lot of these guys don't really come in and tra- doesn't really translate because they're surrounded with so much talent. It blinds their actual skill set. Right. Um, he went 5-5 five, five in our most recent mock, and, yeah, that's somewhere. I mean, it seems about right. Right. Like, I mean, prospect. at that point, you're, I mean, if you're picking a quarterback that late, your your hopes aren't that high for him. It's kind of just a shot in the dark. I think that was, like, right around where I got, like, Ryan Mallett a few years back, where it was just like, eh, you know what? I'll take a shot here. You yeah, know, I like, mean, whatever. Why, with these late-round picks, when you can get a quarterback and just kind of, and now it all depends, like with these quarterbacks too, because it depends if you don't have a taxi squad, right? You're not even going to waste your time no, on somebody no, like AJ right. McCarron and these guys, because they're not. By the time they even start, you you can't hold them on your roster for right. so many years. You definitely got to have the space to do it and and the roster maneuverability to do it. Speaking of which, if you don't have a taxi squad or a rookie squad what in your, you in your dynasty league, what are you doing? Get one. So many people don't do that, and yeah. I'm just like, what are you doing? I mean, that totally like. One of the funnest part about a dynasty league is a rookie draft, right? And the hold and the value of those rookie picks. Like you want to hold value of rookie picks. You want to make sure. Oh, I'll trade you a first round pick. It's like giving away like you know, here's a can of tuna. It's like, come on, man, get together over there. I mean, get a taxi squad in your league. It definitely maximizes the draft picks. It makes it so much more fun. You get to hold on to them, develop them a little bit, and then you know, then you have to make tough decisions with a little bit of background. You know, some actual NFL tape to watch. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, it, it lets you 
and puts more, it puts more effort on this like, this time of the year. The right. do your research, right. absolutely. Because why do you research if you you know have the have the people in your rookie draft? You're not even going to bring them on your real squad anyway because you only have 20 man roster or something like that. So there's not even room for these guys. Yeah. You, you might as well just have a two round rookie draft. I mean, right. what the heck are you doing over there? So like we we run a two year taxi squad. So you have the rights to these rookies for two years, which is I think is a good amount of time because it gives you just enough like on these wide receivers time to watch these guys and you have to make a decision like man like a Brandon LaFell like. All right, I gotta bring him up, man. I think right. I think this is it for him. Yeah, you know, then it's not really it for him, but it gives you it makes those decisions a lot tougher. Right. It lets you you know it lets you groom these people. It lets you sit on them for a little bit longer, and it just it, I'm telling you guys, if you bring a taxi squad in, it's really gonna enhance your dynasty experience. It really does. It makes the rookie draft so much more fun, because um, again, you're gonna do a little bit more research. You get it's so much more fun when you do hit on like. You know, that year Aaron Foster went like the fifth round because he's undrafted out of Houston or whatever. And you're like, oh, you know, it makes it so much more fun right. to hit on these guys. So, yeah, guys, get together out there and get a taxi squad if you don't have one. I mean, everybody's going to do it different. Like I said, we, we like to run our leagues real deep, you know, at DynastyNerds.com. 28-man rosters and two-year rookie squads. F the waiver wire. You know, the waiver, waiver wire is for people that are just trying to get out there and get lucky. Uh, we like to make our leagues all skill. And do your homework. The guys that do the most homework, the guys that listen to us, they're the ones coming away with the belts and the, and the trophies. Uh, but moving on to uh, to uh, to our glowing, hey, kid, be like me. Mm-hmm. No peer pressure. No peer <laughs> pressure. Uh, Paul Richardson. I know earlier today when you, when you got here, you are talking about you're not a big fan of his game. Um, no, no, not necessarily not. A, I mean, I'm not, like, down on him or anything. I'm not down on him or anything, but... <laughs> I don't know. He just has some consistency issues for me. Yeah, he is. He is hit. He's like he's really big game potential here. Oh yeah, I see a lot of people compare him to Manuel Sanders. He reminds me a little bit though of Deshaun Jackson a little bit. Deshaun Jackson, not now. You know, he's actually stuck his stepped his game up finally. But Deshaun Jackson is always that big play kind of receiver. Right. Um. You know, some people might be down on him. He did tear his ACL in 2012. And, but then he came back last year strong, not missing a step. He's yeah. six foot, uh, and he's real athletic. He has agility, and he's explosive. Speed is this guy's strongest asset. He's a big play receiver. And that's why I say, like, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Wallace. But he's not, like, you know, these guys, Mike Wallace is a big dude. You know, Paul Richardson's, well, no, nah, he's not huge. You're right, right, right. Don't say it like that. Six, yeah, yeah, I don't want to say Paul Richardson's like six Green foot, is 175 pounds. Like he's he's very slight, like very slight, <clears throat> like Deshaun Jackson. Now here like here's a saying. big number that I have, you know, for you guys. It's his average score. This you want to talk about explosive big playability for this guy? His average score was 41.8 yards. Wow. Yeah, I mean he's amazing. That's he's, huge. Yeah, that means some... this guy's scoring from half the field. You get this guy the ball. Phew, See ya. Yep. See ya. He can separate, that's for sure. And he can make, I've seen him make spectacular one-handed catches. But unfortunately, the inconsistent, in, inconsistency comes in when he's just trying to make easier catches. And yeah. he has concentration that's his problem. And, and, and drops the easy ones. He's not big. Right. It might be just that he's, he's trying to cut up field and, and make a huge play on every play. And maybe they can coach that out of him in the NFL a little bit and you know, get him to focus on catching the ball and then making a play. I'm not. I'm not really sure if, if that's it or not, but you do see that kind of issue popping up with guys. So I think his issue is, is just it's because of his size. Like yeah. he can't he can't go up and battle for the ball because mm-hmm. he's just gonna be tossed around. He's gonna he's somebody like if he needs to speak, he could, he could easily be bumped off his route. You know, one seventy five, six foot. I mean, six foot at one seventy five. That is tiny. That's slight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, 
Right. We were just talking about average Harris. He was one inch taller and he's 20 pounds heavier as small. This guy is six foot 175. Yeah. He went, I mean, he went three, three eleven in our uh, mock draft, which is pretty, I think third, he's a third rounder most likely, but he's going to be something that's going to really depend on where he goes. Yeah. I could see him shooting up if he goes to a good spot. Yeah. I mean, this guy in the right situation could be huge. I mean, cause you're, I mean, come on guys. I mean, Let's look at Mike Wallace. You're looking for a, if a guy catches three balls and he's scoring from 41. His average score is 41.8 yards. I mean, come on, give you doesn't have to be a PPR league. Two catches, 80 yards, and a score. Yeah, the, there are leagues that you know give bonus points too for uh, long receptions and long touchdowns. So that, yeah. that could be jackpot for those. Every time you hear Paul Richardson out of Colorado, think explosive. Yeah. Think big time playmaker. Yeah. Fast. Small. Drops balls. Drops balls. <laughs> if the wind's blowing hard, <laughs> make sure you don't see Paul Richardson fluttering across the field. Tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed. I think we just found Paul Richardson a new nickname. Bam. Paul Tumbleweed Richardson over there out of Colorado. Makes sense, too, with that buffalo on her helmet. Uh, but I like him. As I yelled at him, I'm like, I like him. Yeah. I'm a fan. I don't know. I yes, I I do like I like so on the fence with this guy. I I do like him, but I, he has consistency issues. So I don't think I'd take him high in the second round. Maybe I'd look at him if I was late in, in the, the second third. round. Who's still and, there? And early in the third, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, so I mean, our podcast. When you listen to our podcast from now, and then when we start doing these after the draft, we're we're pretty much going to start every podcast we already did. We're going to start all over again and oh. give you after NFL analysis, which is going to be the most analysis, right? And use those together. Yeah, I'd definitely recommend going back. You know, when we do receivers again, top ten, go back to our first podcast, listen to what we had to say. Go back and call us hypocrites on our second podcast <laughs> down the road. <laughs> Wait a minute, you said back in late February this guy was a turd Ferg. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think our opinions are going to change that much, but situation does come into play. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, here's a guy. This this is completely off subject of what we're going to. But you see, can I haven't. I, mean, I actually now before I said I never saw this, but I actually I seen two now. Do you see any situation that Mike Evans jumps Sammy Watkins for the first overall pick? I don't know. I can't. Uh, sorry for the dead air there. <laughs> you like baffled me with that. Yeah, I uh, mean, no, I don't. I mean, I tell you one thing. I do like Mike Evans way more than I did at the end of the year. Now, but yeah, I don't. Again, we all know. Listen to the first podcast, and I'm yeah. pretty much Sammy Watkins' boyfriend over here. <laughs> so I don't either. But I mean, he's pretty. I mean. It depends, like, like on situations. I mean, right now, like, say, say, let's just say, Watkins goes to Oakland. Ouch. The black hole. The black hole for and everybody. Sorry, say, sorry, Oakland fans. Let's go somewhere where, like, he's been projected to go a lot. Like, let's say Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. Obviously, I mean, I'm still taking Sammy no matter what, but, I mean, obviously, that kind of, that's going to get some people going, like, oh, you know, he's opposite of, you know, Vincent Jackson over here. You know, stud muffin, old man Luke McGowan's coming in here. He's gonna throw, be throwing lasers. Uh, Easy with the stud muffin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about Sammy Watkins' boyfriend over here. Come on, <laughs> turn this, take this up a notch. All right. So, I mean, okay, let's get back to it. But I'm just saying, I was just wondering. I mean, because there's people out there that you know, and I, but I think a lot of those people are just trying to get like, you know, conversation. I'm like, oh well, I would take Mike Evans. I'm like, pipe down over there, nerd. No, I, I honestly don't think there's a situation where I would take Mike Evans over Sammy Watkins. Don't do it. No. There's I I it's him and everyone else I think in this draft or top tier you know 
No, I agree. And, yeah, and that's what, before like in our leagues, you know, and if you guys are listening in our leagues, they have the number two pick. Like I was talking to a guy recently, Eric, who's in one of our leagues, and he's like, I'm really happy having two, the number two pick. I'm really happy getting Mike Evans. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want to really trade up and get Mike Evans. Right, right. And I've been contemplating lately. I'm like, would I, would I give up a little bit more to kind of get, is he really going to be that good? And I'm like, I think he's going to be that good. Talking Mike Evans now? Yeah. Like he's somebody that might be willing to trade up. This is supposed to be about late round guys. Now we're just getting into these guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's, back to Mike Evans. <laughs> we'll we'll wait and give us a couple of weeks, and we'll be all back on top of that gravy train. We'll actually we'll actually know where he lands. Right. Um. It's all, all all speculation right now. All speculation. Let's move on to our last guy that we're going to talk about here in our late round flyer guys to James Wilder Jr. Son of guess J- James Wild. Correct. <laughs> you are you're a good guesser. Uh, you know James Wilder, Florida State. 6'3", uh, 232, runs like it with a 4'8", 40 that he ran. Yeah, you're not really going to go very far with that. I don't know. No, no. Maybe to a fullback position? Yeah, I mean, the guy, too, I mean, when you go back to watch tape, and there's not a lot of the tape. He came from a deep backfield. The guy only had two starts his entire career at Florida State. Now, it is too, you know, he did have 10 touchdowns, which is pretty good. Um. But here's what here's what I got. You know, he went three ten in our most recent draft mock draft. I don't. I really don't like him there. To be honest with you, he's one of those guys that is will not be on my board personally. He won't be on mine either. Yeah, I, James Wilder, somebody I'm wiping off my board. I'm no. gonna let somebody else take him because, yeah, he's six three, two thirty two. That's fantastic if you're a linebacker. Doesn't transition well in the NFL at a running back position being six three, two thirty two. Because you know what you're gonna do, get hit, and you're gonna run with your pad level a little bit too high. Yep. And you're gonna get hurt. I mean, he's a big physical athlete, strong kid, but I mean, it doesn't translate to the NFL. No. I'm sorry. He's a powerful runner. I mean, he just can't move laterally at all. And yeah, his hips are so stiff. Yeah, he's so stiff. I mean, he does fight for extra yard. He refuses to go down. He, you know, but he doesn't catch the ball naturally. And, and honestly, like I said, you know, four eight six that looks like a fullback to me. That's what he's probably gonna play in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm not going to draft a fullback on my team. I mean, no. I'm just not. I mean, no. the only fullback ever worth really taking is Mike Allstott. And right. that was in 2003, whatever the hell it was. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that's a, I didn't even think about that, like fullback, like getting drafted as a fullback. Big, powerful guy, 6'3". Yeah. yeah, go play fullback. Right, right. He, he's um, a powerful guy, and he doesn't, you know, he likes to hit people, and he likes to run into things, and that's probably what he's going to end up being. And we'll even see if this guy even gets drafted. I mean, this guy has four arrests on his records. Now, this is in the last two seasons he has four arrests, which, you know, hey, we all do dumb stuff. I know I have many of times. And, but we're talking about, you know, like his underage drinking arrest. Don't even care about it. Doesn't, doesn't concern me whatsoever. His two arrests of driving under suspended license. Hey, man, you got to get point A to point B. You're in college football. You got a little nice ride. You know, worries me. You know, after the first time, you're dumb enough to keep driving without us without a license even though the one time i know i read that he said that you know he had to go train in california and he missed a court date and that's why okay i respect that but then another one of his arrests is resi- resistant arrest come on dude yeah. you know we we know we know you're six three two thirty two, but the cops got tasers you're right. not big you're not stronger than a taser so he's kind of a knucklehead he's slow he's big me and matt can agree you know he's, he went 310 in our dynasty rookie draft it's way too high for me, man. Right. Way too, I mean, we're, again, we're talking about guys that went in the fourth round, like, uh, you know, Paul Richardson went one pick after this guy. That's right. Yeah, you're right. 
Take dude, don't take James Wilder. Right. Take Paul Richardson. Take be, yeah. Abri Darius, who went four, you know, five picks later. Take, take, and take anybody else. I mean, it's a take a kicker. It's a set. You're essentially. I mean, you're gonna get a. You're you're drafting a blocking tight end, basically. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're, they're just not gonna help you in fantasy. Like, no. I mean, these are, whatever they might help their their football team. They're not gonna help your fantasy team. Don't draft a guy that's gonna be a, a fullback to be a running back. Yeah. Right? I mean, don't nobody's draft, right all the time. Yeah, don't draft the, the blocking tight end. It's just not going to help you yeah. know you know your players better. I mean, we're not saying we're the smartest guys no. in the world. I mean, we're pretty good at what we do over here, guys, but and we're not going to be right about everything. But no, I can really no, no. say with confidence, I don't think this guy's going to be good at all. In 310 for me, you're literally just wasting them. I said, you're, you're talking, we're, we just went all through those stats about the 40, 41.8 yards per score. Obviously, whoever took him at 310 was not reading the stat line. Um, I think it was NFL Lion out there, Mike Beckley. Mm, it happens. You're listening, Mike. <laughs> what are you doing taking James Wilder then? <laughs> but but honestly, though, I've seen a lot of these like guys out here. They're like, you know, I'm bigger on. I like James. a lot of people like him for some reason. I I was it. I was really really down on him. And then I watched his tape and and you know like I saw some things that I, were all right. Like I said, like he runs with power and like doesn't go down easily. That's different. That's I feel it's different. If you're six three two thirty two in college. You should be not go down as easily because you're six three two thirty two running right. against children. Right, but I just it's not going to translate to the NFL to me. That's yep. the way I see it. So that's our seven. That's our seven guys. They're going to be scattered in these later rounds. Hopefully that helped you out. Some guys you can find later. Some guys you like. Um, make sure to check out our scouting reports at dynastynerds.com. Check out our rookie mock drafts at dynastynerds.com. Check out dynastynerds.com. DynastyNerds.com. It's such a marvelous site where we provide all this free content we provide for you guys and all this all this studying. Um and let us know what you think. And you can follow me on Twitter, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. And I'm at Dynasty Matt. And we will talk to you. I think the next one's actually gonna come out in a couple days. We're gonna pick up right where we left off and get to another seven guys that we like. And I tell you what, there's a couple guys in this next seven that I like a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of them went in the second round and I can see him going up way higher. Check it out here in a couple days, boys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right, see you guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.